0: Hey everyone, I'm Tom Keneschenko, a founding patron at Revelers DAO, and you're listening to the Revelers DAO podcast. Revelers provides funding and community to people willing to take on tough global challenges. We believe that all problems are solvable with the right knowledge, the right people, and a little bit of cash. I'm honored and humbled to bring you conversations with the world's top impact founders and investors to learn the tools they're using, how they're thriving personally, building good communities, and what they think the future looks like. Vitalik Buterin built Ethereum on a $100,000 grant. We can solve these problems and we can prosper while doing it. If you're a young founder willing to take on a big challenge and need some funding, head over to revelers.wtf. If you'd like to join the Revelers community and help us pursue this mission, head over to that same link. Today's conversation is with my dear friend, Lucian Tarnowski. Lucian is the founder of an incredible impact DAO called UpGain. Where participants imagine the sustainable development goals having been achieved and a beautiful future obtained and work backwards from there. Lucian has spent 10 years building online communities and offline communities. He is one of the happiest impact founders that I know. And I learned a lot from Lucian just about what it means to live in a state where the world could be beautiful and you imagine that it will be. Enjoy. Hi, Lucian, Lucien, welcome to the Revelers Ritual. I'm excited to have you today. We've been friends for probably over 10 years, both of us working our asses off to found things that that make that help to heal the world. I think you a little more successfully than me. It's been uh, we've interacted, I've hung out state at your mansion where we rented in San Francisco mm-hmm. and had a bunch of, you know, people coming through talking about sustainability and other cool shit. I've always been inspired by you. I think the main thing, my fr- my main question for you is: You've been working to solve big problems for a long time, but you keep doing it with this buoyancy and this this happiness and a smile on your face. <laughs> How do you do that? I, to, I think, Tom. Firstly, thank you. Great to be here, and uh,
1: it's delightful to see the revelers' ritual begin. Um, uh, and and with this question, for because for me, it's been it's been it's been a, a com- Continuous tendering of what I describe as childlike faith uh, that we've done it, that we've been successful, that this is a period of transformation, of becoming and unleashing our fullest potential, and that it's actually that's that's not just a you know a fairy tale, but it's actually the strategic best place to be when designing stories for the future. Like it's it's, it's it's a place to continuously evolve in oneself. And so I, I would say I've been incredibly privileged to over the last, you know, my whole career, but, but in particular over the last four years where I've been experimenting with Savannah Foundation and then United Planet, I think I've probably heard more people's vision spoken in the present tense, mm-hmm. as in their visions realized. Than pretty much any human. That's that's. I you know, I don't know quite what was going on with the Elysian Mysteries and whether that was speaking visions. So I can't say any human of of, of of all time. But certainly this like going in, meeting the best of us, and inviting us to uh, express our you know our hopes, our dreams, our strategies as already happened, has already taken place is like, I think one of the most powerful tools for bringing us together into a, a state of group flow, like collective coherence, like cooperation at a cultural design level, which is not, which has really been missing, you know? Cause we've been in this like age of the lone wolf and uh, you know, where, where we've, been, we've been deeply conditioned to kind of think of this as like my business, you know, this is my entrepreneur journey. When to get this through this next period, we need a new culture, which is like, this is, you know, my success is is our success and your success. And I think that's, to me, what's so inspiring is I've seen enough patterns of just brilliance that I know there's a greater collective intelligence at play between the individuals that are acting like kind of planetary T cells that are like an immune system response to a failing system. And I think that just gives me such hope, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow, man. So you you choose to live in a reality where there's a bunch of good people creating a beautiful future, and that makes gives your your day to day building of very difficult stuff a degree of wonderfulness and peace.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's like duality, that kind of paradox of having. One foot in the pain of the reality of the present situation and the like feeling the, the heartbreak for the the, the the state we're in and just like how how immature it is, how like it's it's not worthy of us. Like we're so much better than the way things are currently designed. And so, you know, part of my heart breaks for that, but meanwhile. I like, I certainly curate my life, but also like everything I'm doing in the world is to identify who are the most visionary, hopeful, talented athletes of systems change. And like, how do we bring them together outside of time where we go to a place where everything we've envisioned has been successful. And it's that feeling of like, oh, of course, this is like, this is, this, of course, this is such a quantum upgrade from the current state of affairs of like failing nation states that can't get their shit together to deal with the scale of the planetary issues we face. And so how do we go into that time? I think that fills everybody that touches that timeline. It fills us with with, with a deep sense of like radical hope. Mm. And that like, you know, it's like that, I, just, I love the word like childlike faith. It's not childish faith or naive faith. It's childlike faith where I choose to have that like, view of the world, of the possibility and the pregnancy of this particular moment. Because in doing so, we set an example of a story and we function like, you know, my favorite description is like time-traveling snipers where we're shooting not bullets but stories from the future back through time to to meet the present to transform it. You know, And, and, and I think that's like that's a you know that's that that's a smart move for a collective of people to meet the world in that way right now in
0: this time where we're in a crisis of hope i think it's powerful for you as an individual and that's that is how you've always inspired me and you've always lifted my spirits and my hope just being around you but i also think it's just it's just a prudent fucking strategy because if we're in that state we're going to we're going to do better work. We're going to create more interesting things. And we're actually going to, we're going to get the the difficult tasks done to, to make more beauty in the world. So that's, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hiding in plain sight. It's obvious
1: when you think about it, because it's like, you know, any of these ancient practices, rites of passage of the past, you know, the Ellucian mysteries ran for nearly 2000 years with, and, and to be in a leadership role in the Greek society, you had to have gone through either the Lesser or the Greater Mysteries. Two thousand years, there's got to be some juice in that. And so that's the question: is like, how do we create like cultural technology for how we can organize ourselves into coherent, like, you know, tribes? And this is proven. You know, it's it, it's the, the the my favorite word here is it's called hyperstition which is a studyable, you you can study it and it repeats every time. So, you know, it's a provable uh, phenomenon. And uh, that's when when a group of people share a worldview, like share a belief system, they actually create the feedback loops that accelerate towards that belief system. And so, you know, you could say then, well, perhaps the technology that we haven't yet tried for the transformation of the planet is number one, time travel, number two, collective like, reimagination of every aspect of our society, every community, every organization. And, and number three, like, deep cultural technology around how we're initiated into our best self, into a state of oneness, yeah. and like, you know, that we're, we're serving the collective, you know. Yeah. And it's everything from like the United Planet Oath that we bring everybody that comes through the game, uh, as you're initiated as a Gaian, because we live on Gaia, we communicate Gaian. And uh, as people are initiated, we take the Gaian oath, which is super simple. It's like the Hippocratic oath for time travelers. And it goes like this, it says, we are a united planet. I am Gaia. On my honor, I commit to a thriving civilization in harmony with all life. And we, we, from that place, go and say, what is the best story 48 visionary, you know, Gaians can weave together in a six days dance outside of time. And that's essentially like each one of those games becomes a film and becomes 16 hours of metaverse content. So anyone can go and double click it into experiences of reimagining our planet.
0: You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And let me level set a couple things. So this is the first revelers ritual. What we do here is find incredible founders willing to face global challenges. We speak to those people and figure out how are they doing it successfully? How are they doing it happily? Uh, in a way that benefits their own lives and others' lives. You have founded a whole bunch of interesting projects, communities. I mean, your past is littered with with these online communities, these offline communities. Right now, you are the founder of the United Planet Foundation. You throw what I think is the best party at Davos. I mean, I remember walking in you know, <laughs> after a week of just feverent capitalism, which was interesting and informative. You know, I, last day I walk into your party, it's like 400 people. We've already met the, the, United, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, and we're celebrating that success. And the energy of that party, man, that's one of the best parties I've ever been at. <laughs> so but thank you. Yeah, oh well, thank you. <laughs> so you've wrapped up all that experience to create Upgame, which is one of the more interesting impact DAOs that I've seen. What is what is Upgame? So yeah, so Upgame is
1: essentially it's a time traveling immersive reality game where we invite these visionaries, these uh, eagles of society, if you like, people that can fly above and look, which direction do we go? Where? Where is a, like, how do we design our future based on what we call fractal truths? They're dragon eggs in the game. And these are like truths from which we can build the basics of how would we reimagine the healthcare system or the education system or the energy transition or the plant, Uh, How would we design the planet based on planetary health and planetary boundaries and all life thriving, you know? So we have these structures and basically what we do is there's three parts to it. One is we bring these visionaries together to, if you like, weave the story, birth the narrative, birth this like unifying narrative of a myth. Physically here in Ibiza, here in Ibiza we bring and we, we have a six day journey we ritually step outside of time. So Sunday is time day. And there we have literally a death ceremony. We have this big opening ceremony in Tinit's in cave. We have a death ceremony. And then from the death ceremony, we go and birth ourselves outside of time in the water. Then we go and have a tennis scowl with one of the elders of the island. And that like sets us up essentially to like wash away our conditioning and our like limited beliefs of like anything we're bringing in so that we can be like, committed to each other to show up for the next five days as our best self. And so then we have air day and the air team creates air day. And air day is all about all life flourishing to our fullest potential. So we have these immersions, hour-long immersions, where we create myths and we film them. So the first myth of air day is around health and well-being, planetary health and well-being. The second one is around water security. How do we Make sure that all Gaians, like that we don't have water walls, you know, that we've transcended our the politics of water, then it's unleashing potential. And so we're getting at like individual, every individual being accountable and fully capable of unleashing their potential, but also the collective, because the collective is mirrored. And then it's sustainable food. So we create these four immersions and we go and have like epic DJs, you know, famous DJs, musicians, make these immersions that are filmed outside of time. We do amazing breath work. We had Pavel Nohan on, um, on our team for that, and so that, that's air day, and I'll run through this quickly. Water day is all about the return to community, that's Tuesday, and so it's, it's about the rise of the commons, and it's um, we go out on four electric uh, catamarans, and each team has a catamaran, And we race each other and we create these immersions in different spots around Ibiza, uh, around community abundance, around the wealthy commons. So we've created this planetary commons that has got, you know, the media commons, the food commons, health commons, education commons, all the basics that we need. Then regenerative cities. We have, for example, like the future mayor of Tel Aviv in this last game. And then it's infrastructure transformation. So that's anything technology, anything blockchain, anything around like empowering communities goes into Water Day. And so we have this huge then abundant celebration of like Temple Concert in a a replica of Solomon's Temple. Uh, And it's this big community abundance banquet. Um, And each day we're filming for an 11-minute segment. And And we're filming each day four hours of Metaverse content. So then Wednesday is Fire Day, and that's basically Wednesday is all about uh, societal, cultural, and economic transformation. So it's it's gender harmony, it's peace and justice, it's um, thriving for all, and it's uh, circular economies. And so to give a quick example, like peace and justice, one of the stories we created was that we told the story of the fall of the Russian nation state and the rise of the Russian planetary nation with a feminine uprising that was created. <laughs> so just little problems. <laughs> You know, Pussy Riot came to the up game when we filmed from 2030 the story of the feminine uprising in Russia that ultimately created a parallel democratic system, and that w- we tell a story essentially like that analogy shooting shooting myths from the future that have the ability to break the internet, <laughs> you know, create planetary spectacle. So I'll wrap this up. Friday is oh man, this a- is a. Uh... Uh...
0: Take your time. This is um, yeah. No, I mean, I mean it's, it's blowing a good my way mind to get
1: this kind of download because you feel you feel it right. And so each day there's 12 people creating the experience of the fire element. You know the the water element, and then so Thursday's the earth element, and that is as you can imagine all about the planet. So it's planetary health, it's uh, ubiquitous energy, it's ocean stewardship, and it's land stewardship. And so there we 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 go. We create a, all of these immersions through the forest and then we went to this regenerative farm and we told the story of the transformation of uh, industrial agriculture to regenerative agriculture uh, and then we have this like epic gaian concert and things and we film it all ready for like movies so it's all filmed in 6k then ether day is basically the final, well, that's like the grand finale. It's ether day is the coming together of all the elements. So each team created a, an immersion, which was the unifying narrative of that team's experience of their time outside of time. And so we filmed these stories that basically then kind of unified into the what we call the twice-born initiation. And the twice-born initiation is essentially your like your second birth. But it's you birthing yourself consciously back into time. So you just spent six days outside of time. And so we go through it and we consciously witness each other in the swimming pool, birthing ourselves back into 2022. And from that, we witness what we're basically going, committed to bringing back from our time outside of time, the person we met, the people we met, the feelings we felt, you know, the culture we developed, the rituals, the stories. We bring that, into the present world, knowing that those stories were created as our best selves, and therefore they have resonance to break through a lot of the noise that's in, in the current system, like a lot of the mess that's there, uh, you know, left and right and all that, you know. <laughs> so that's that's the arc of the journey, um, and it's and it's it it works. That's the that's the profound thing. Is like you know all of the feedback I'm getting, you know, is, is, is like this is the most or like, you know, top 10 most transformative experience in my life. And so, you know, there's something here. And I would just say that, you know, this is very early days, you know, we're at the beginning. But this is essentially like a, like, what if space got too much airtime? And what if time was hiding in plain sight as one of the most useful tools we have to reimagine our relationship to each other and the world. And that from that, we can, from a new relationship to time, we can develop a, a new sovereign identity that goes beyond time. And is actually more like based on reality, <laughs> based on actually how things are, as opposed to the false story we've been sold by time. You know, we've been conquered by a story that's not true by time.
0: What false story? What's the false story? the full
1: story is like we are bound we are like time bound that this is our life experience and it's time bound and that our experience of time is what time is but time is many dimensions it's like saying oh, if we only saw the color red all colors were red you know there's so many more dimensions of time we can experience even so many life forms experience time in different different lengths like why can't you swat a fly Because is experiencing time at a different speed as you are so mm. but we're locked in this like our perception being like you know it's like american mm-hmm. uh, you know it's like it's like that american um exceptionalism idea like we're locked into a, a story of ourselves that isn't actually true like that's not how time is and like by having more like muscles it's like a language by being able to develop your muscles of time travel i believe that it's not like in the crisis of like the chasm between the left and the right I don't believe it's like let's find ways to go into the centre I don't think that's going to fly uh, I think the trauma is way deeper and so my sense is instead of looking to politics to go bridge left and right into the centre what if we were to go up another dimension into the time dimension and we're able to go backwards and forwards backwards into our collective ancestry and the wisdom of the ours Individual and collective ancestors, of before is using that stability, that like ground f- foundation to be able to go yeah. forward into the future and reliably remember the future. You know, it's like that, it's a skill. Yeah. It's like a language. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, man, oh, thank you for doing this. This is just, um, you as a founder, I'm blown away by your ability to hold com- complexity. Like, you're able to hold these complex. Concepts that also take into effect how what are humans going to do and feel and think and I think you're just uh, you seem like a bit of a elder statesman in your ability to understand human complexity. This is a complicated project, right? There's a lot to this, and so this is this is a I have zero doubt
1: that the United Planet exists twenty generations from now. Zero doubt. Like, I, I know this is a multi generation, and I know that this has got its own energy field. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like moving things, but it, you, there's so many, it's, it, there's so much energy coming towards this notion of let's move $6 trillion for, instead of going all money going from the present moment towards the future. What if we were to design something called a star bond? And that's like a baby between a smart contract and a social impact bond with time. And so instead of coming from the present towards the future, we're coming from the future, bringing the present with us. And so what if we were to transition $6 trillion this decade, which is our mission, to basically bring that capital from the future to reverse engineer the milestones and put like planetary bounties essentially, like funding milestones that are ecosystemic cooperation incentives, you know, because we don't pay for competition with planetary bounties. You know, it's like everybody's working together on the team and the game can unfold that. So for me, this is like a, you know, there's a lot packed in. And for me, it was like my, my mother died in 2017 and I inherited some money from my father. I remember that man because my stepmother died two, two weeks later. It was a really crazy intense time. And I knew I'd spent 10 years basically running a company that, Designed multi-stakeholder communities, like we were designing communities to address societal challenges. Anything from supported twenty thousand vets transitioning from the military into civilian jobs to connecting the largest connect, the largest network of healthcare providers uh, in the U.S. Uh, to each other to, to collectively serve million, uh, 100 million people. So I was doing that, but I basically got to a place where I inherited some not a lot of money, but you know, by many people's regard enough to live on for, for like four years. So I said to myself, like, I'm going to park. I've always been quite good at making money. I, like, you know, ran a, I, I, I never found it difficult. And so I was like, I'm going to park needing to make money to do something noble with my father's inheritance. Because in my eyes, it was like, it's not mine, and I was shooting that. And so I basically did take four years to get to this point but I'm now delighted that we're actually able to birth United Planet without raising a dollar of anyone else's capital, so that we can birth it collectively from the future, so that we can do the thing yes. that we're doing. You know, yeah, and it's yeah, What yeah. an honor! Like, what a ridiculous honor! It's like, it's, it's what an honor. It is. So it is. It it, is. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's like, and now, so I'm so delighted, Tom, that you're, 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 you know, and and this is just you know, warms my heart in such a, such a way that you've been, you know, a, a foundational early supporter all along and, and now like founding investor in this. So along with, you know, the trillions that will follow, but we're there, at we're there at the beginning, believing that there's a different way and that there's power in social architecture. I think this is where Revelers comes in and the, you know, the baby between Revelers and, and, and the up game and United Planet is,
0: is this like, Inspiration. Man. It's a pleasure to be a part of the project, and uh, I have always—I've just been looking for an excuse to work with you, to be honest. Um, I love—I I love what what you're putting together. I believe in its impact. I believe it. I believe in it as, as a financial investment, providing return as well. But mm-hmm. so, a couple—I mean, there's a lot you said. There's a lot. There's a lot that I want more to dig into uh, with you, and I'm—we'll do that when I come to an up game in a visa. But yeah. um, you know. Revelers is premised on the belief that with the right knowledge, we can solve any problem. Upgame sounds like it's premised on the idea with the right state of mind and body and vision, you're going to be a lot more likely to get the solutions right and to, to work on these problems. Um, you know, I, don't think, I don't think many people know that Vitalik got a $100,000 grant from you know, a tech billionaire, and that is what led him to have the space to create Ethereum. And you have this sure. gift. You know, both of us growing up in, in, our, in North America and Europe, like we, we've got this, we already have a gift, but it doesn't mean that, that life doesn't get in the way. It doesn't mean we don't have rent to pay in San Francisco, you know? Exactly. So I think that's, that's that's beautiful that you had that space and look what's come out of it. And yeah, I mean, Revelers, the whole premise is give people grants, give them space, create more Lucians. <laughs> so thanks for being a part of this. I, I think it's,
1: it's so necessary right now for us to rethink the way we're thinking about investing in people, you know, the people that are at the front line of these like planetary athletes, because it's not necessarily what the VCs are focused on, you know? And I think that's like the sweet spot for revelers is this, like there's a new generation of entrepreneurs that they're not seeking to be billionaires. They're seeking to create a billionaires, you know, like they're seeking to transform the planet. And like enabling that like Mm. tribe of, of, of entrepreneurs and leaders and visionaries and artists and creators and musicians is like, you know, it, 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 that's, that's the front line of culture, which is the front line,
0: you know? So you're, you're doing your project as a DAO. That means me as an investor, others, they're going to be buying units of a shared collective internet organization. Both of us want to find, I want to find more use. And I want to give them resources and time. I want to find us ten years ago. You know, when we were when we were trying to figure out totally. what to do. If we, if, if such a good description. If I can't give you find us ten years ago, it's so good. Are people better than us? But yeah, <laughs> but uh, but you know, us. Being,
1: we've always been hungry to transform the world, and you know, these revelers didn't exist. You know, like. I didn't really have a choice but to go and raise venture capital funding and build a company with, you know, like it, I didn't have a choice of that, but now it's so obvious that United Planet isn't a company, you know, it's a, it, it, it's, it's something for all of us. Yeah. It's a multi-generational, multi-generation planetary down.
0: So it's a public good. It's a public good. So it's in the comments. If, if somebody gave you a hundred million bucks tomorrow. Who would you invest in what would you invest in
1: i would put uh 25 million into the uh, air treasury the 25 million into the water treasury 25 million into the fire treasury 25 million into the earth treasury i would run the 192 people that we're bringing to a visa this summer i would run them through the games and i would see how each of those would invest their stars what projects would they choose how did they choose the most optimal bang for buck. Mm -hmm. And I would then go and put that 25 million, convert it into stars, and put that 25 million into financing those visions and and doing a step change. And meanwhile, hiring the best research group on the planet to prove that for one-tenth of the cost, we can run circles around the present way of doing it. And we want everybody to know that. So we want to show that it's ludicrous the way certain nations are going around systems change and that we can do it way 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 faster by going into the future and like incentivizing the, 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 those those um, direct drivers of change and so I think you know hundred million is a very realistic you know it's, it, the game is going to be able to be an engine for the Commons wealth engine you know it's like it's a it's a way for us to build a planetary commons and to do it for the good of all, not just living now, but future generations and honoring our past as well. So I think it's, um, I think now is actually like, I think the, uh, the United Planet now will, it, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna go wild, I'm sure. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's one of those questions that I love to ask as a founder is like when you know what you're creating as a lightsaber factory, how do you design it you only to make move? Wow, you know, how do we design these engines of transformation so that they bring the best in yeah, us? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't need another like failed system attempt, you know, we don't need some Mad Max shit <laughs> right now. You know, we we need to bring the best of us, like. the the planet's wisest elders to come and envision together and make sure that the largest amount of money that has ever been transformed to impact is able to finance the things that are really going to make the kind of quantum differences and not just tweak the current system. Like, you know, not just edge
0: the, you know, sweep up the exhaust pipe of extractive capitalism. That's like not what we're about. Well, we have 10 years, right? We have, let's say, 10 years. We've got about 10 years and... Generations will love us, love us or hate us. Um, all right, well, I got some, uh, I got some kind of rapid fire style questions, which I love, so wanted to do it on my uh, first ever podcast. Why are you part of the Revelers team? Why are you, why are you a patron? I remember
1: Revelers in the future.
0: What does it look like in the future?
1: It is one of the most playful, culturally mimetic uh, transformation engines to showcase. Some of the planet's brightest, both musicians and entrepreneurs and leaders, change makers, showcasing us tr- making real change that impacts millions of people's lives. And it inspires, and it's fun, and it's playful, and it lets us connect to our like our, like inner child. And it like sinks, you know. It's like it's like an acid trip without the acid because our left and our right brain are sink when we're in revels. So <laughs>
0: wow, yeah, that's um, my, my day. <laughs> I sure hope so. We're, yeah, we're working We're working real real hard to make it something like that. Speaking about bringing new solutions to life, if you were going to give a Revelers grant to a founder, what do you want to see? What do you look for in founders?
1: For me, giving a, a Revelers grant, it, it, it would be about seeing someone that's got a track record of, of consistently pursuing, like, they're, 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 they're like devoted. You know, it's devotion is Mm. the It's like that you cannot not do. So I love to see entrepreneurs that have like founder market fit, you know, that they're like, they're born to solve that particular jigsaw puzzle piece of this planetary transformation. And so that's, for me, it's like, I always want to hear like, what's the founder's origin story or what's the founding team, it might be a DAO, what's like, why was this birthed, you know? Who are the people that birthed it? And what was their motives for birthing it? that to me, it's like, you know,
0: says it all. And speaking about bringing new solutions to life, I mean, again, if you had to name one founder right now that you believe should get a Revelers grant, who, who would that be? So anybody specific that comes to mind? Two people.
1: So just from the game, Dennis Carpus, he, uh, he created Dance for Life and he loves Revelers and he's creating a wonderful world, which is um, all about children um sharing their visions their dreams for a better world and he's creating something called uh, imaginal cells which is uh and and he created just dig it so he's got this model to green all all over africa and he's already working with tiesto and like various various djs and he already loves rublet so it's like i think he's prime you know he's creating this huge concert in africa i think it's in kenya i think it's he's doing it in, in um in uganda and um all around just dig it and then i would say then um can a local project vicky vicky sands from canjoy she's creating a um children's like playground immersion school of the future where kids will like uh fully unleash their potentials so and it's going to be like the summer camp reimagined but it's also going to be running year round as like a kid's clubhouse in Ibiza. And it's a project that's going to be the home of the Up Game Kids program. And she's just like the most amazing entrepreneur, incredible vision for how joy can be like a platform for the transformation of education and uh, and, and active learning and playful learning and, you know, keeping, celebrating our children being our children you know being be, being being that so i'm very excited for my daughter to get that so i would say those two both part of this last game
0: wow, man. yeah you know i know that you you want to take up game put it through the crucible of what you're doing and then use a public good model using a DAO so we can get it to the rest of the world and so that other people can co-create it with you you and i from you know we can come up with ideas we can work our butts off you know but both of us realize we're not white saviors. We're not you know, going to create the solution to all the problems. But, so I, I love that um, rebels is a DAO. I love that Upgame is a DAO and that they can be co-created. If people want to connect with you with Upgame, where do they go?
1: Super easy. It's just up.game. Uh, and there's an application form there. So if you're interested to time travel, it's amazing. Um, come and fill out the application form. And it's got lots of interesting things. We look at your human design and your visions of the future and and we're curating as diverse teams as possible. So six people on every team uh, represent like transformational organizations, like organizations that are doing like non-incremental transformation. It could be, could be cities, it could be companies, it could be foundations, it could be, you know, it could even be communities, DAOs, et cetera. Six are from that. And then we have six kind of archetypal roles on each team. Every team has an elder, is what we're looking to design for. Every team has a historian, or at least one historian in each game. Uh-huh. Uh, every team has a musician, a musician, DJ. Like, um, every team has a filmmaker or a actor, actress that can support that from. Uh Every team has an experienced designer. And then we've got these rotating roles where we're creating a fund for a civic veterans uh, fund so that we have at least one vet in each game. Uh, another one for uh, a teacher's fund where we can bring, I'm I'm one of the judges, for the Global Teacher's Prize, where we um, give a million uh, dollar grant each year out to like the the world's most like celebrated teacher. So bringing teachers into the game, bringing like (laughs) other archetypal roles that are important in the storytelling of a new narrative is the notion. And so the DAO will be a way of identifying Though that planetary talent, it will be a way of rewarding. So we've created something called the Academy, the United Planet Academy, where it's like kind of planetary tenure. It's similar to Revelers Grants, but it's a fund that will allow members of the Academy to continue creating value for the United Planet and be able to be financially liberated in doing so. You know, not, not we're going to make billionaires, but we're going to financially liberate the best of us yeah. to, tra- to transform is the notion. Yeah, And so there's a lot yeah. of people designing different aspects of that. And I think that's like Re- revelers can be a key piece in like how we actually
0: design the infrastructure to enable that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, and you know, I hope that we can, we can have a mechanism to give, to give scholarships for people to participate in up game. I, you know, I would love our whole team and our community to be able to, to be able to run through this envisioning and, uh, Cannot yeah. wait
1: for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. And we're seeing that. We're seeing whole teams, like whole communities, like different impact networks, like Farrell the Catapult wants to curate the whole Earth team. And so these different like trusted networks and trusted communities are curating like the whole team of 12. And then those 12 people live together for a week in visa and have this crazy experience. It's like it's like two years of company Company meetings, even more. You know, you can never get to that group coherence yeah. in the normal way of doing things. You know, is the notion. So, I can't wait for you to be there. Um, you know, one, one, one last thought. If as long as the battery lasts, I could just share the premise of stars because I think it would be interesting to the to the audience watching this.
0: Sure, do it. Yeah, please. Um, because
1: it, it. So, so I've been doing a lot of what I call time farming which is like dropping seeds from when I'm filmed in the future, dropping seeds in to be able to come back to them in the future. And one of the big ones was on Earth Day 2020. Um, I organized this launch of the United Planet this Festival with uh, everyone that we were living together in Savannah House. And it was amazing, we came together in no time at all. And 40,000 people came, we had over 100 speakers, 40,000 people watched the stream. And in in the lunch on the 50th anniversary of Earth day, we were in 2013, we had like Charles Eisenstein and um, different amazing speakers there. And I said, back on January the 1st, 2020, we pegged one star to one dollar on that day. And we pegged it permanently, like Tether, but caught in time. And so as Uncle Sam printed more dollars, you know, the kind of economic opioid crisis, as supply of of dollars went up, so too did the exchange rate of dollars to stars. And so what we did is we pegged a permanent peg that allows stars to grow in value based on the supply of dollars. And so currently the exchange rate in 2022 at this month is $1.41 to one star. But as there's more printing going on, the currency just like increases in value just based on quantitative easing track record of the last two years if we continue on that track record it'll be three dollars thirty thirty six to one star by 2030 and so what we've done is we've created a secure decentralized planetary bank that nobody owns nobody has hey here's the founder share or anything like that it's quite literally an exchange and and that's one of our like big ideas of what if we would be able to exchange money into the future, like exchange fiat into future stars and use those stars as a, as a, as like what money is intended for, which is to create all life thriving. You know, it's like kind of obvious, but it's, um, that's the question is like, can we do that? And I think mm-hmm. you, Tom being like an early believer uh, in like the, like this expression, this experiment, that is gonna need a lot of us to continuously improve and design like what is a a mechanism for us to time travel money, that I think has got the potential to really, um, be a a tool that could be used in the Revelers community, a tool that could be used in any community of transformation. It can be a a mechanism to support us all creating those
0: futures that we're here to live. Awesome, man. You are an extremely dedicated founder, you're a brilliant founder, you're, you're a hard forward founder and you bring your buddies along. So thanks for, uh, thanks for your time, thanks for doing what you're doing and uh, I s- hope to see you in person as soon as possible. For sure, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Much appreciation,
1: Tom, thank you for inviting me here. We'll follow up afterwards. <laughs> yeah, take care, man.